0: Tonight we are starting a series that is in line with what we've been teaching in regard to the vision of Gates this year, and uh, and we're going to, we're going for the next, however long it takes, um, we're going to minister on the three foundational areas that we've mentioned in our vision and that we've taught over the last... Several weeks on Sundays, and, and actually on Wednesdays also, and where we cast the vision on our vision night on the seventeenth, um, we talked about the importance of foundation, and so I'm I'm doing something that I think is very important, and 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 I'm I'm, I'm ministering these. For those that are here tonight, but but they will be on the website, and you can listen to these, and send people to listen to these, because I, I can tell you that when when you teach the word, I've I've taught in this city for 23 years, and when you teach the word, your teaching evolves. People that have taught the word they know that as as time goes as you get better in age, your teaching evolves. And and I can tell you that what we're going to teach over the the next several weeks and probably a couple of months or so on Wednesdays is going to be teaching that, if you've been around here at all, it's familiar teaching, but it's never been packaged the way that I'm packaging it now. And... I believe that if we don't, if Christian people don't have these, and these three foundations that I'm talking about, there's a lot of other things that attach to each one of these, but these are the best that I've come up with to this point. I may add five to it, you know, but at least to this point, there's three. But I believe that if you don't believe these things, and they're not a part of you that as as a human being you cannot handle the storms that life has in it and and i'm just going to i'm going to prove that to you starting tonight and i'm going to give kind of i'm going to lay some foundation and i'm going to just barely get into the first foundation tonight and then we'll go into real detail in in of that first foundation uh, next Wednesday night. So just listen, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you. And if you're like me, I love to take notes. When somebody's talking, it, it does something good to my brain to listen and take notes at the same time. Some people say, you know, you shouldn't do that because you're not listening. Well, Thank God for technology. We can go back and listen to the message again. But, but taking notes and reminding yourself right when you leave here of what was said is very profitable. So tonight, I'm going to give you a lot of little things that you, can, that you can write down. And this isn't going to be a long message, but it's going to be a very detailed message. So as a reminder, what we're doing with vision, number one is we are engaging, say that, We are engaging into a realm of understanding the Great Commission, go and make disciples. And to do that, first and foremost, we've got to go and connect with people. We've got to go and find the one, leave the 99 in some of the comfort zone of our life and find the one, and when we find the one, develop relationship with the one. And I told you on the 17th, and I'm telling you again today, I've said this over and over again, if we don't do those two things, there's no reason to do the other two levels. So we are engaging, number one, in going after the one. one. And number two, we're establishing relationships. And then what goes with those two, with those two levels, is building foundation. So what will evolve over the weeks and months to come is what building foundation is really all about. We're going to teach about foundation, but you can hear something about foundation and it not really be a part of you if you don't do anything with it. So, we're engaging, we're establishing, and we're building. Engaging, establishing, and we're building. Now, um, a few weeks ago I shared with you as an illustration the story about the Leaning Tower of Pisa, and uh, very, very interesting story. I, I encourage you to Google the Leaning Tower of Pisa and go study and 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 just get details on how that 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 tower. Number one, why the tower was originally. Um, created or, or, or the architectural plans that were made to create that, and then, and then what went into building it. Because if you build something, if in, in most situations, if you build something and, and it's not going upright, you know, it's going in a wrong direction, most of the time you're going to tear that thing down and start over. Right. But for 225 years, they built on that thing. 225 years. There weren't any Methuselahs around either. I mean it was I mean this was like one generation to the next to the next. And they built on this thing for 225 years. I mean, when the thing started leaning, you would have thought, well, instead of making it eight stories, let's just make it two. No. I mean, I mean the passion for it went from one designer to the next to the next. You know, construction guys to the next to the next person. I mean, this vision for this thing continued, but what was interesting about it was that when they picked the location and they began to dig, there were there were different water levels in that area that were just that that affected the abil- the ability for them to dig a deep foundation. So for an eight-story building. In kind of loose ground, they were only able to go 10 feet into the ground, and that's what the problem was. So, after the first story was constructed, the building started sinking and leaning because there was no solid foundation, okay? So, think about Envision that tower. You've you've maybe seen it in pictures or whatever, but I heard a person one time say that they saw, and they saw this on a on a sign somewhere in a, in another country. A friend of mine saw this on a sign in another country, and it was an advertisement for something, but probably wasn't a good advertisement because. The guy didn't remember what it was that the advertisement was about, but he remembered the little slogan underneath it. And and the slogan was, a great facade, but a weak foundation. A great facade, but the foundation was weak. Whatever the advertisement was. And so... And and the advertisement, whatever the advertisement was about, was using the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Great facade, but a weak foundation. And when you take this tower and the construction of this tower to a person's life and the construction of their life, if we go after the one and we develop a little bit of relationship with the one... But we don't make sure that there's a deep, solid foundation, okay? Then actually, what we're about is not what God's about. Because God's great commission, His great commandment was to love Him and to love people. And His great commission was to go and make disciples of people. And all that means is that He wants people to think like Him. He created us in His image, and why why should we be created in the image of God and think like a dog? We shouldn't. We should think like God. Why should we be created in the image of God and think like the devil? We shouldn't. We should think like God. And His whole passion and plan is for us to think like Him. but. The problem is that there is a a devil who is defeated, who has no power, but constantly through trials and storms and tribulations and issues of life, attempts to get you, all of you sitting in here tonight, distracted by circumstances. And he's working overtime to distract you to get you to believe that what you see is more real than what God's Word says is so. And that's why... We have to have a strong foundation, okay? So, remember the the leaning tower as I just share a few things with you here. So, facade or external image versus foundation is what we're going to talk a little bit about tonight. A foundation is never easy and it's never pretty. There's nothing pretty and easy about starting something with a strong foundation. But actually, actually, a foundation determines your future and high, how high and how strong that you can spiritually grow. Same way with a building. When, uh, Lee, tell me if I'm right on these figures. When. Uh, We cleared all the property here, and we found this elevated little piece of ground here. And God told us we were going to put this building on on here. As we got in the building process, we had to hire a guy from Core Labs or whatever it was called to come and take a core sample of the ground to, huh? Five core samples out of the ground to tell us that it's hard. (laughs) <laughs> and that costs us $2,500 for the guy to come out here for 15 minutes and take five core samples to tell us we're on a rock. <laughs> wow. I want that job. I don't know about you. And, I, you know, those guys do a good job. It's just that we just happen to be on the hardest place on the planet. So, so... I remember thinking, when we got that report and I read it, I remember thinking sometime around that time, that this strong, solid foundation, the the, the several comments that people made that, you know, when, when when the end of time comes, this building will still be here because of this solid foundation. And I thought to myself. It's a picture, our building on top of this solid foundation is a picture of what, and I'm just taking, I'll just start with my wife and I, the deep, 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 deep foundation that is in our lives. And had we not had the deep foundation, the storms that came and beat against our house would have caused us to fall a long time ago. A long time ago. And I'm not saying that in a, in a woe is me kind of way. That's just the way it is. If you're going to do the will of God, then storms are going to beat against your house. And if you don't have a foundation, and if it's not deep, and it's not strong, then all of a sudden what's going to happen is you're going to start leaning towards compromise. Well, I'll just do this for a while. and Then you start Sinking and leaning, and sinking, and leaning, and sinking, and leaning, and that's why foundation is so important, okay? Now, you ask yourself where your foundation is, and I'm just going to tell you this. You won't passionately develop relationship with a one and make sure that they're growing if it's not in you, but if it's in you, you're going to make sure it's in them. That's the great commission. What are we busy doing with people? You know, just wiping people's nose and just taking care of every little thing and doing all that, or are we helping them to build foundation through relationships? See, you you don't have any access into someone's life until you develop relationship. I told you about one of my ones that I got not too long ago that I've been just in that guy's life for over a year at a certain business here in town that I would go to every day or every other day I'd be at this business and I never spent more than at the most in his presence three minutes at the most in one year but I was there all the time all the time and I was after that guy God drew me to that guy knew That God had put me in that guy's life. Why? Because he needs something. And listen, I got some stuff that he needs, but it was intended for him. See, I don't have something and I'm special and he doesn't and he's not. We're all special. Look at your neighbor and say, you're really special, okay? Real special. Everybody's special. I know you don't like to do that. I shouldn't do that. Pastor, why do you do that? So, so that guy's special, but he doesn't have what I have, okay? And I know he needs what I have, and now he wants what I have, because he's watched me never more than three minutes. Don't tell me you don't have time. Don't tell me. And I'm not talking about just going picking somebody, you know, okay, I'll drive through the drive through at some place, you know. No, 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 I didn't say that. God led me to that place. And he led me to that guy, and I hooked that guy. And now, now, he's drawing from the wealth of wisdom and foundation that's been established on the inside, because I've worked at it for almost 35 years. And not just poking around at it. I've been working on it. I believe it. You and I have to believe it. Now, think about this when I say a couple things here, look at Luke chapter 6. This is another account of Jesus. Well, actually, this is Sermon on the Mount. This is the end of what he said in, in, this, in this message, right at the end of Luke 6. Last um, four verses of Luke 6. We're starting with verse 46. Um, but why do you call me Lord, Lord, and, and, and not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and he hears my sayings and he does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and he laid the foundation on the rock and when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house. Man, strong! Bam, 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 to beat the thing down. I mean, bam! This waters and this floodwaters coming against the house to bring the house down. I mean, came against it. But wait a minute, this is the guy that dug deep. Yeah, I used to live. In the Rio Grande Valley, and I used to do business on uh, Padre Island. I'd drive there every week, and I would do business with a lot of the businesses there. And during that time, there's a horrible hurricane that came through there. And now you say, hurricane's gonna wipe everything out, but it didn't, because there were some places there that dug deep. And when the winds came, and the rains, and the, and the hurricane forces of waters beat against those places some of them they're just swept away we you you don't you don't build the same kind of foundation on padre island that you build in you know in the sands of california somewhere you know you, you don't you don't have to dig as deep in certain places as you dig in other places, but you better know what it is that you're called to do, and and listen to God. Notice he said, "Those who hear these things and then they do them," I liken to a man that dug deep, and when the storm came and it beat against him, he didn't fall. But then it says, "But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built." on the earth without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of the house was great. Everything's the same? Everything's the same. Where the storm is concerned, but the difference is, he didn't dig deep, and so he had no foundation. And when there's no foundation, then you can't handle the storms of life because they come to the righteous and the unrighteous alike. So we're not, I made this statement the other day, we're not storm-free people, we become storm-proof people. And see, when I say that, when I say that today, I'm storm-proof. And I'm not looking for wood to knock on. I say it confidently, knowing there's more storms. You see the difference? But how many people are afraid of storms? I was. <laughs> I was afraid of storms. I was afraid of things beating again. I was afraid of things and ugly things happening and what people thought of me and this thing and that. I, I was afraid of things like that and things beat. And there was times when it seemed like I was going to fall. It seemed like it, I wasn't going to make it. Seemed like, but you know what, I just didn't quit and I kept listening and then doing what he said. He said, the man that listens and he does is like the guy that digs deep. You and I are people that have to dig deep and we've got to allow these foundations to be laid in us so that we can lay foundation in other people as we're making disciples. Amen? So Jesus said two things. I want you to look at this. You can go back and look at these verses. Mark chapter 8. And just verse 34. Mark 8, 34. This is one thing Jesus said. When he had called the people to himself with his disciples also, he said to them, Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself take up his cross, and follow me. Hold hold your place right there, and then look at Luke 14. Luke 14 and verse 28. And he says, For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost whether he has enough to finish it? Lest after he's laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him. So, Jesus said, there's a couple things we've got to understand. If we're going to really follow after him, we've got to take up our cross and follow him. And then, we've got to count the cost. Now, listen to me about counting the cost, because... Is it going to be too much and cost you too much to lay certain things down? Along the way, you have to make the choice. Where foundation is built is when I take up my cross and continue to follow him when the storms have beaten, when difficult times have been there, when situations have arisen where I want to quit and throw in the towel and give in, I continue to rise up and do it anyway. So I take up my cross, and I continue to follow him, and I continue to follow him, and I continue to count the cost and realize, psh, against what? Okay? You come so far, and then things don't kind of work, and like you thought they were going to work, and you're frustrated or whatever. What are you going back to? There's nothing to go back to. Listen, the cost <laughs> has already been figured. I've already... Worked out on my spiritual calculator what it cost. And you know what? It's nothing. It was free. It was all free. He did it all for me. And now all I got to do every day is learn how to make the right choice. Now watch. Three things. Write these down if you're taking notes. Three things that will come from this foundational teaching. Three things. That you are clear about what you believe. So I'm going to say it like this. You must be clear about what you believe. Yeah, right? But are we clear? How long have we been born again and what don't we know? I need to know some things. Just follow with me, I'm almost through, but you need to get these last little pieces. Number two, three things that will come from this teaching on foundation. To know how to follow Jesus. The thing is, you can know about him and not follow him. You can know about Jesus, but not be following him. So, see, the deal is, our responsibility here at Gates is to make sure people know how to follow him. Well, you're not going to teach somebody how to follow him if you're not following him yourself. Wow, I come to church. No, I didn't say that. It's part of it. That's not following Jesus, just showing up. Anybody can just show up for a while, but we got to follow him. And then number three, three things that will come from this teaching on foundation is what it is to be a disciple. Because knowing Him doesn't make you a disciple. You have to hear and do. It's not enough knowing that God is great. It's, there's, it's not enough that, to know that there's a Holy Spirit. There's not enough to know that you have authority in Christ. There's not enough, it's not enough for you to know that God loves the world, but on the heels of that, we have to be people who know how to repent and submit to His Lordship, to pray for people, to receive the Holy Ghost. We need to know how to teach people how to have a habit daily of being in the Word in prayer, and we have to, we have to know how to teach people how to love people because God so loved the world and we got to understand what that is and what it means because you don't just you just knowing about God will not cause you just to do these things so you and I have to be convinced of this because okay to repent and submit to the Lordship of God, to be able to pray for people to receive the Holy Ghost, to have a habit of prayer in the Word, and to love the world so much that you will make disciples of them to understand the love that God has for them, means that that has to be working in you. It has to be something that you're practicing. Now, most people, when they hear something like that, they think, well, it's got to be perfected in me. no. No. You need to hear a word like this, and if there's some things lacking, you need to tweak them. If you're sitting here tonight and you've never heard teaching like this before, begin to rejoice that, man, I can understand some of this stuff that I can tell other people. You talk about having the wealth of wisdom and understanding about how to communicate these truths to other people. That people know about this true foundation in God, about how to repent and how to submit to the Lordship of God, that, that's, that's not backing you up and taking you away. Man, that, that's connecting you to God and the power that is available to mankind in the earth, right? To have a habitual plan in your day of word and prayer, you know? I mean, you know, if you don't pray and in the word five hours a day, you may not go to heaven. No, that's not true. thats I mean, people think that though, see? I'm just talking about just what would happen if you don't do this, if you had 15 minutes in your day where you confess the word and because you were baptized in the Holy Ghost and you prayed in tongues, you prayed in the Spirit, well, what would happen? I know what will happen because it happened with me. 15 turned into 20, 20 to 30, 30 to more, 30 to the point that I got out and got rid of some other things in my life, turned the TV off a little bit more just because I wanted to, not because the preacher told me if you watch TV, you're going to go to hell. I'm mean, like, come on. I mean, I've had people tell me. I don't know. i never heard anybody preach at crud, but I've heard people say that they were preached like that, at that, at themselves, and, and so it turned them away from God because, well, I like to watch TV. How many like to watch TV? Come on, my hands, I like to watch TV. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? I really like to pray. You know why? Because I developed it. But see, if I don't believe that, I can't teach you that. I can tell you to read a book about it. But it's got to be working with me. Yes? Okay. 1 Corinthians 3. 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 10. Follow this as I read this. Here's the Apostle Paul. According to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one of you take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, or stubble or straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it, endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. (sighs) So, as I was was reading this, I got three things from this. I don't know why I had all these threes. Three, three of this, three of this. But here's three things. Three things that you find in these five verses, six verses. Number one, Christ is the only foundation, right? Not traditions. In fact, the Bible says that the traditions of men, which is a foundation, traditions of man makes the Word of God of no effect. There, there's no power in the Word of God if we build foundation on the traditions of men. So you think, well, you know, that, that's pretty obvious. No, not really because there's a lot of doctrinal truths out there that want to tell you that it's a certain way when it's really not that way. So we've got to build only on the foundation of Jesus Christ and what he accomplished, okay? Number 1 in that passage. Number 2, you can build foundation that looks right but with wrong materials. Or you can build on a right foundation but the materials wrong. And so, you build and erect the house, but it's not right and it falls over when the the storm comes. So, in building the foundation in people's lives, they've got to be able to come out of the foundation building believing so that what they build, they build with right materials. And then number three, our work will be tested by fire. But there's two things that will come out of this that we can see in this scripture, our work will be tested for two things, quality and obedience. So, all that means is, if what you're building is not producing some quality stuff, it's going to be burned up, but you're not going to be burned up, you'll be saved, because all that's going to happen is you're going to keep rebuilding. See, when the foundation's right, when the foundation's right, man, you can erect the house a dozen times. Eh, (laughs) Push that one over. We'll start again. H- how many built their house a few times? I have. I've built my spiritual house a few times. But I built it on the same solid foundation, so when I built it, I realized, you know what, wait, wait, wait. That's not exactly right. There's some doctrinal stuff there that's not exactly right. Let's, uh, that's on the, up on the second floor. Let's cut that room out. <laughs> and so we go cut that room out, and we're going to rebuild Right? And we go, but see, you don't have to dig up the foundation. You just got to tweak some things and get some stuff right. So, there's all who doesn't want quality? Is there anybody in here that likes trashy stuff? I don't. I like quality. You know, I've been kind of trashy at times, you know, so I had to clean up the trashy mentality, but I, I like quality. Amen? And obedience will always produce, it takes longer. But it always produces but man when you build that strong foundation it's not pretty it's not easy whatever but you build that solid foundation then anything that you build is going to last and when when the foundation reveals to you that that's not right man you get rid of this part you rebuild but you keep the rest of it you see there's things that we build at times that aren't exactly right but you know what hey we've got we, we've got The grace of God, you're nothing without the grace of God. But for the grace of God, I'm zero. But because of him, we can do all things. And when we make mistakes, we repent. He's already forgiven you before you have. But when you learn repentance and you're not afraid of it, man, you can repent and move on and really change and make the turn and make the alterations that you need to make and press on and press in. Can you say amen? So. The three foundations that we're going to teach on, that's all foundation, I laid all that for tonight, for what we're going to teach in the future, but the three foundations that we're going to teach on is number one, faith. And not just faith out of Hebrews 11, 1, but the statement of faith. And the second thing is the Word of God and everything that that entails. And the third foundation is church and community. Okay? Now, I want to read this, and I'll end with this tonight. Look at Jude, verse 3. And I'm just going to read you a little, I'm going to read these two passages of Scripture, and then I'll be done, and we'll get into this next week. Where is that Jude? Man, come here, guy. There he is. He was stuck in between John and John. John and Revelation, which is John. Anyway, verse 3. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I I I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. To contend earnestly, the faith, the Amplified says, the faith which is the sum of Christian belief, which was delivered verbally to the holy people of God. That was delivered verbally, this Christian belief, okay? This is what you and I have to have. And what we're going to talk about and outline next week is is this. Number one, we have to be established in our faith in Christ. Number two, we have to understand true repentance. Number three, we have to understand what true water baptism is because of what happens when you come out of the water and you really understand it. Number four, and be filled, what it means to be filled and have revelation, to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And number five, the importance of the local church. And I want you to turn to Acts chapter 2 and see these five things in Acts chapter 2, starting with verse 36. Acts chapter 2 and verse 36. This is after the day of Pentecost. I mean, Peter is stoked and he's preaching the word and people are getting saved in every direction. Verse 36, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Okay? Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promises to you and to your children, and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call, and with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation, then those who gladly received his word were baptized and that day 3,000 souls were added to them. So you see, faith in Christ through salvation, understanding true repentance, understanding true water baptism, then receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost and the importance of being added to the church. Amen? And we Have a responsibility to believe those five things. And that is one solid foundational revelation and truth that has to be established on the inside of every believer. You have to believe it. You know why? When I talked about Sunday, I said, I made the statement Sunday, God needs you. And God made the choice to partner with mankind in Genesis chapter 2. He made the choice to give Adam the authority to name the animals. And ever since then, God had partnered with mankind and God needs you to fulfill everything. We saw, we read five different passages of scripture on Sunday about how much God needs you. But he needs you to believe these things. These signs shall follow those who believe. You lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. You lay hands, my hand, that's my part, But it's also my part to believe that when I lay hands. And then when I lay hands and believe, his part is manifestation. Because what has happened when I believe it is what he already did kicks in. It releases. It's it's not him doing it. He's already done it. It releases. Right? And you and I have to have... This solid, firm foundation and people you know need this foundation. That's why I'm telling you, it it will be important to people that that you're bringing in and that you're ministering to, to get them words like this and get them words like what we're going to teach next week on these five foundational truths under the statement of faith that every believer has to have. So if you have it, what can happen? And I'm just telling you right now, as I'm studying this, it's tweaking stuff in me. As I'm taking it, and I'm putting it in a different package than what I've ever even preached it, I know all this, okay? But you can know the truth of certain things. You can know about God and about Jesus and about repentance, but if you're not repenting, Isn't going to just jump on you. Ah, right? You have to repent. So you have to appreciate it and understand what it's really about. Amen? So <clears throat> that's foundation class number one. 101. And I'm excited for you. But I'm excited for the people of this city and for people around here that come in contact with you. That's what I'm excited. I'm I'm excited about the people that are coming in contact with you, the believer, who's continuing to want to believe even greater than you've ever believed before. That's what excites me. Amen?